0: Everyone has to deal with change at some point or another. And I asked you on our Instagram at non-exclusive podcast how you felt about change. And it was a pretty 50-50 split between bring it on and please no, please (laughs) no. Like, And honestly, I get that. Oh, completely. yeah. Completely. For sure. Um, where are you on it right now? Oh, what do you I'm say? Oh, I'm
1: definitely in the like, no way, Jose, get it far away from me. <laughs> I'm freaking out inside. Don't ask me to change anything mode right now.
0: Yeah. And me, having just come off of a season exactly like that, honestly, I'm kind of like, bring it. What else you got? Like, I'm down. Like, change can bring so much good. And I think it's because I just walked through that. Totally. And on Totally. The first part of this series on change, it's called Your Choices Matter. That's kind of my story of that. But now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, okay. So I think it does depend on
1: your Where season you are. of life. Yeah. For sure. Cause I've definitely been in the Bring It seasons. Yeah. But right now it's not one of them. It's like, ah, <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> but the fun part about this episode is, or this series, is I've noticed every single week, like, there's so much that change infiltrates into. And the things you know me. I like song lyrics and songs. And I've noticed that people talk about change all the it's time good in music. writing
0: fodder. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody has to deal with it. And there's so many facets of it. So there's a lot of songs about it. So
1: much so. And like I love Matt Carney. And he literally has a song, has a song called Changes. And the,
0: everything the, changes. Yeah,
1: the chorus is literally like everything changes. And that's so true for life because even if you want it or you don't want it or you're choosing it, you get it. It's like, inevitable too. It's to so degree, inevitable. Yeah. And one of my favorites, and I'm going to read some lyrics for you because this is one of the like cutest, sweetest, I love a good story songs. And that's Life Changes by Thomas Rhett. So the lyrics that I love are, while I was wrapping my head around being a dad, a bigger wrench got thrown into the plans we thought we had. Now Lauren's showing, got one on the way. Yeah, that's two under two. Hey, what can I say? Ain't it funny how life changes? It is funny. It, it's, it's a so good one.
0: True. <laughs> it's so It's like, good. okay, we didn't plan for that, but here we go. Yep. Yeah. So if you've listened to this um, series we've been doing on change, this episode is part three. Part one was about a really hard change that you had to choose because you knew it was going to be better because yeah. that happens. Episode two with uh, our friend Jane, it was about when... Complete out of left field, not what you wanted, not what you can control, plot twist, plans change. Because then you have to learn, figure out how to deal with that. Yeah. And then in this episode, we're going to be talking about a change that you wanted. Our guest, Callie, she's about, she's really on the precipice of a huge change in her life, but something she's wanted really badly and so it's really exciting but then also oh my goodness this is a huge change it's a huge change so that's what we're gonna dive into on today's episode this is the non-exclusive podcast stories that remind you you're not the only one hosted by Reeby and Candace episode, we got to have a conversation with Callie Blunt, our dear friend who's been on this podcast before a couple times, actually. Yeah. She's a food stylist and a YouTuber and has had just a lot of cool things to say about food and relationships and how God enters into that. But today, we get to talk to her about a change that's coming that's very different.
1: Callie is having a baby, which is like so thrilling. I was ecstatic when I found out she is in her second trimester and she's having a sweet little boy and his name is going to be Eli. And I'm going to melt and buy him too many things. (laughs) That's just the truth of it. I cannot wait to snuggle this kid. And
0: this is very exciting because this is something that she wanted. So So we're going to talk all about what that was like and what it's like now as she's waiting his arrival. So here's our conversation with Callie. Obviously,
2: you have a big change coming up. Yes. So, motherhood. So, I'm feeling really good about it today because we actually had our first meeting with our doula this morning. And to be really frank and real with you guys, I'm an Enneagram 7 on the spectrum. So, that's someone who's an optimistic enthusiast, but one of your core fears is pain and suffering. And I'm having natural labor. So if you can only imagine the internal battle of myself being like, you're crazy. And the other (laughs) self is like, this is what you're called to do. You're like, this is what you're made to do. So we met with our doula this morning. And y'all, I felt so much better about birth and labor because, and I think this applies to not only people that are pregnant with a child, if you're pregnant with an idea. I had no clue how the Lord was preparing me physically for this for the past seven years. Like- Food styling, y'all know I've talked about this, but it's a very physically demanding job. Like you're on your feet all day, you're slapping things, you're squatting to pick stuff up, you're moving things around. And actually she said people that are very active, like people that do squatting motions regularly, people that work on their feet, people that don't sit down a lot actually do the best in labor. And she also said, she said, I've found that people that do really great in natural labor are people that are like... Um, endurance athletes, like, you're a marathon runner or you're a long-distance runner, and I was like, Kim, shut the front door. I've run, like, four half-marathons. Like, there, there were just things that I feel like I didn't even know were preparing me for having this child that I didn't even know about. And I think that is a tactic of the enemy. He wants to steal our experiences from us and make us think that the thing that we're birthing and bringing to life we're not ready for, but in actuality, we have done so much preparation and hidden things in the secret place and even in everyday life that God is going to use. And I just had totally disqualified myself. Mm -hmm. And after she left, I was like, yes, ma'am, I'm pushing that thing out. No medicine needed. (laughs) Get me in the bathtub. This is happening. So I'm feeling very good about it today. But it's definitely been an up and down thing. Like, it's not always been like, oh, I'm going to be awesome at this motherhood thing. I mean, if you know me and my husband, like, we know nothing about children. Like, literally, we were filling out the birth questionnaire for labor, and I didn't even know what the words meant. Like, (laughs) I had to tell Kim, I was like, um, Kim, what's, um, Pitocin? You know, like... I just don't, I didn't know what a lot of it was. So like we are definitely, there have definitely been days where I'm like, what the heck are we doing? But I'm we're so excited. That's so exciting. Yeah. So
0: this was a change you wanted.
2: Yes. Oh my god. Which is so exciting. So exciting.
0: Um. So can you take us back to yeah. what it was like? So you're obviously on the precipice of, of a big change of like yes. the birthing your child yes. into the world. But yes. what about like when you were wanting this change, but, like, waiting for it and hoping for it? Like, what was that experience like for you?
2: You know, I have a tendency to want to be like, my experience waiting for a child isn't as valid as someone else's because I didn't wait, quote, unquote, as long as other people. Like, I have girlfriends that have, like, been praying and believing for children for years, and they still have yet to see the fruit of those prayers. Whereas with Jake and I, to to be completely honest, I was ready to have children probably, like, two years ago, and he wasn't. And I had to really wait and be like, okay, God. And I really felt Holy Spirit being like, like this is so big that it can't be something that you're like forcing him into. Or like, I even had to watch how I would like talk about kids in front of him. Like I didn't want to be manipulative in any way. You know what I mean? Like I really wanted to wait for him and his heart to be ready. So about like the end of last year, in 2018, it was December. And I was like, gosh, God. And I'm, just, and I'm starting to think because I'm, turning 34 on Monday. So like, is this going to really happen? But in December of that year, Jake started to really openly talk to me about it and be like, hey, this is something I really want. I think, I think I'm think i ready. I think I want to try this. Like kind of out of nowhere. And I was like, awesome. So then we started actively trying really end of December, January. But because I have Hashimoto's, which is something that we've talked about on previous podcasts, I'd had several people speak words like, oh, just so you know, like, you're not quite as good at getting pregnant as other people. Like, you have this thyroid disor- disorder, so just be ready. That'll it probably take you longer. You know, like, that was kind of the, the word that I had been given. But at the same time, I also knew, wow, I don't, I don't think there's something inside of me that doesn't resonate with that. I don't think that's quite right. So started praying and pressing into it, and then in April we so we've been trying for a couple months. You know, no dice. I had like the pregnancy app where I'm like, when I'm ovulating, I'm like, Jake, get home now! Like it's two p.m. I don't care where you are. We gotta have sex. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's my yeah, but like true. whatever. I mean, he's happy about it. Who cares? But um, so it's true. <laughs> Yeah. We just you have to do it on the day. Mm-hmm. Listen, kids, this is a pregnancy secret. You have to do it on the day you're yeah. ovulating. That's the prime mm-hmm. time. You okay? cannot
0: get pregnant every
2: day. Yes. That's a I miscommon,
0: thought, uncommon. Yeah.
2: Which I totally thought you that. could. Because mm-hmm. I thought I know again, I know not very much about this process. I thought you could get pregnant anytime. Like it doesn't matter. Even if you're in your period, I'm like, you could do it and then get pregnant. Like I had no idea. So from tracking on the app, like I knew the days. So in April, we still weren't pregnant. And, um, we went to church on a Sunday night and our pastor was talking about faith and he was talking about white hot faith. And he said, you have to do things in the natural to symbolize what you're believing for in the spiritual. Cause faith is actually an expectation of what you cannot see. We were like, oh my gosh, we, we need to buy baby clothes. Like we should just buy baby clothes and hang them in our closet so we can see them. And at the end of the night, he's like, I really feel like I'm supposed to pray for couples that are having trouble conceiving and I just kind of something in my spirit was like, I think that's us. So we went down to the front, and um, two of my great friends who are on the prayer team are with me at church put their hands on me. And I'm not kidding y'all; this has only happened to me one other time in my life. I feel like my whole body got hot, and I was so hot that I, like, when we walked out of church, I was physically shaking because the heat that was in my body was so wild. And so they were praying for, um, they were praying for pregnancy, they were praying for fertility. So I'm like, oh my gosh, Jake, like something happened inside of me. Like I don't know what it was, but it was like this faith got activated. I think something healed inside of me. And then we went the next day to Target and bought baby clothes and we hung them in our closet. And one of the things that God had been reminding me of through this process, even before Jake like was ready, was this idea of like a rainbow, like that God sent a rainbow as a promise to Noah that like he would never flood the earth and that. So when I would, when, when he was really speaking to me about believing for motherhood and not getting discouraged, I would see rainbows. Like it was like this sign from the Lord. So we're at Target, we're in the sales section and we're looking at baby clothes and there's this onesie that's on sale and it has a rainbow on it and it says tiny miracle. And I'm like, that's it. That's what we're believing for is a tiny miracle. So we hung him in the closet. We did it when we were supposed to do it. And then in May of that month, we were pregnant. That's great. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. But at the same you were time, ready. yeah, I was ready. But then I also wasn't because at the same time, <laughs> like, I know that sounds super spiritual. But like when I actually took the test and peed on it, and I saw the two lines, I was like shaking.
0: Yeah, that doesn't actually sound as spiritual. That sounds like yeah. real life. Like, <laughs> honestly, to like, me, because I feel ah! like I, I would be the same way because I'm yeah. like, we're not like, I'm not pregnant. Nobody gets sure. excited here. I'm excited about that in my Mm future right like oh like a baby would be such a good thing like we could do it like whatever happens we'll just go with it it'd be a blessing but i know like it's only happened to me a couple times where i think like wait i'm not pregnant right like you just have that moment and then like split second oh like it's 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 scary too right right so even
2: though it's something you wanted like what has that been like when you found out so yeah this is definitely something that we wanted. But so, like, you pee on the stick and then you look at it and you're like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm pregnant. So I'm shaking and I'm coming out of the bathroom and I'm like, Jake, like, I'm pregnant. And he goes, of course you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Again, if you were to know
2: my husband, he's so even killed and calm all of the time. Like, to the point where I'm like, honey, it's so funny. So I'm like, like, what? And he's like, I knew you would be. He just has really strong faith. And I'm like. Okay, that was like calming for me. So, but after that point it hits you and you're like, oh my word, there's actually a baby inside my body. And then we went in weeks later for the ultrasound, that like we thought was 10 week, and I was actually a little earlier than that. So and then you see this tiny little heartbeat beating and fluttering on a screen and you're like, Oh my word, this is gonna be a life that I will bring into this world. It's wild. It's like you want it to happen and you're expecting it's gonna happen and you're believing it's gonna happen. And then when it actually happens, it's this whole other battle of like, can I handle this?
0: I think that's true of so many kinds of change.
2: Yeah. Honestly,
0: like whether it's a career or a relationship or marriage Mm. or moving or like so many big kind of milestones or like life choices are like, Oh, I want this thing, but then like it's kind of like there's some trepidation there because it's change, right? Like it's something's changing and so it's there's some elements that are gonna be uncomfortable. Yes. So like stretching. This is a prime example of that.
2: Girl. <laughs> it's like, there's no turning back
0: now. Oh,
2: there is zero turning back. I mean, and when we, when I was in my first trimester and I know that there are probably a lot of women that can relate to this, I was so sick. Like I was so nauseous. Like to the point of nausea all day didn't, did not end. Like there wasn't a moment where I felt like I could get relief. I had a night one night where I think I was like nine weeks pregnant and it had gotten to the point where they had prescribed me like anti-nausea medicine. But I was being all like crunchy granola, save the world woman. I was like, I'm not taking that nonsense. Like my baby will not have whatever, you know. (laughs) And then I get out of the shower and I'm so sick. And I think I just like, it was just overwhelming for me. And I'm like shaking and I'm like, Jake, like I don't think I can do this. And he's like, girl, where are your anti-nausea pills? And I'm like, (laughs) they're over there. And he's like, you need to take one. And and so he has been super helpful for me. It's so I think like it's just been so key for me, like to have that help of of that supportive partner has been really wonderful. But also there's been a lot of times in the secret place, in the quiet place with God where I just be laying in bed and like, Holy cow, like this is so much harder than I thought. I think sometimes we think when the promise is happening that it's gonna be like so I don't know why we think it's gonna be easy, but I think because we think it's a promise of the Lord that it's going to happen easily and quickly. But even if you look at the Old Testament you look at the Israelites, like God promised them the promised land, and they get into the promised land, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to fight for this still. Like they had to fight. And there were even in the Old Testament um, cities that the Israelites did not take that even were affecting to like King David and King Solomon's generation. So though they were walking in their promise, there were still unfought for parts of it that the Israelites chose not to fight for. And I think for me, I was like, this is so hard, but I have to. F- I still have to fight. I have to know that though this is right and this is happening and this is a change that I wanted, there's still a fighting part of it that you have to go through. And even right now, like my – this is another – like let's just get real. I'm glad I get to speak openly with y'all. Like when you get really pregnant, your belly skin stretches, and it itches like freaking fire. And last night I literally was like midnight up putting cold compresses on my huge belly – that felt like I wanted to itch like crazy because it's changed. It's like literally it's a physical manifestation of the stretching that's happening in your body. I mean, your boobs itch, like all that itches because it's like stretching and growing in a way that you've never experienced before. So though it's wonderful and amazing, it's also like hard. Like there are weird physical symptoms that happen that you're like, nobody told me this, but it's still beautiful, you know? Does yeah,
0: it totally does. Because yeah. just because you feel that, Fear or that trepidation—it doesn't mean, or just because it's hard doesn't yes, mean that it's, it's not, right. not the good thing or a yeah. good change. Exactly. exactly. Like just exactly. because it
2: requires some suffering on your part doesn't mean that it's not beautiful. Yeah. You know, and like
0: the end yeah. result and and the journey. Honestly, yes. the journey is going to be totally. so good. Totally. Yes. Yeah.
2: I
1: remember when I. I just moved into this new house and I texted you and wanted you to come over. Yes. And I didn't know you were pregnant yet, but you texted me and was like, "Oh man, I'm so sick. I like, I just keep like throwing up and like it was the <laughs> whole thing. I can't come over." And I was like,
0: "She's pregnant." <laughs> I, remember, I, you told me that yeah. too. You were like, I, like Kelly "Legitimately was knew sick
1: and yes, uh-huh. <laughs> quote unquote." And then our friend yeah. Victoria came over and um and and she was. I was like, yeah, I invited Callie, but she was yeah. sick. Is she pregnant? And she's like, I'm not saying anything. I'm <laughs> not saying it's anything. dead anything. giveaway. Of <laughs>
2: Somebody's like, I'm not saying anything. Like, of course, then she's pregnant. It's so like, cute oh my though.
1: Gosh, it's oh, so exciting. My it's gosh. exciting. Because like I knew that this was something that you wanted and that yes. you prayed for, and that you told me you were having a little boy at yeah. conference. And I like cried. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my It still makes me, like, teary. Because I'm like, that's so exciting. Like, as much as we think and Mm -hmm. dream about these things, Mm -hmm. like, it's really, like, Mm -hmm. it's happening.
2: Which is another weird thing about pregnancy. I'm like, there's a human face inside of me. And I have no idea what it looks like. (laughs) Like, just think about that for a second. Like, you have a human face inside your body that you don't know what it looks like. Now, in my mind, I project that it looks like he's a little Jake. Like, he's got blue eyes and dark hair and look like Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Oh, yes. But I don't know that. You know, that's crazy that God knows those secret hidden things. And, like, we're just, like, going to, you know, push it out. (laughs)
1: I love it because I, so you're pregnant. Rebe's sister is also pregnant. Yes. My sister is a surrogate. So she's pregnant, but like for somebody else's (laughs) baby. Uh, Which is a whole other thing. Because like she has a baby that's not even hers. Anyways, that's a big change. But like it's, I just feel like there's babies everywhere. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like so exciting. So
0: how are you? Kind of balancing the good with the hard, yeah. I guess, because we're like obviously right now there's that too, but then you're also mm. looking ahead like oh there's a, there are challenges coming up too, but sure. so how how are you, how have you even just with the Lord or in your personal life like how yeah. have you been kind of balancing all of those thoughts?
2: Okay, so this is something that has been really like life changing for me in my walk with the Lord. Um, whenever I encounter something that feels really scary or feels really unknown, I will ask the Lord for a word about it. What do you say about the situation or even for example, I was really battling fear about the pain of labor, which I mentioned earlier. And so, I was like, God, why is it that when I think about labor, like I don't see you in it. Like why am I afraid? Like because I feel like I'm projecting onto this unknown experience that I don't see you present. Like where is that coming from? And the Holy Spirit t- took me all the way back to when I was a little girl. And I absolutely love my dad. but My dad is a physician. So there were a lot of moments in my childhood where, like, he just couldn't be there for the whole thing. Or he would miss parts of it or he wouldn't be able to come. And I remember I had this, I was in a ballet recital and I was, like, the lead. And I was so proud of myself. And I was just elated. And I came off the stage and I didn't see my dad. And then when I finally do find him, he's, like, so sorry, you know, that I missed part of this and I'm thinking like oh it's okay we'll go out for a nice dinner afterwards it'll be good and then he was like how about we just go to Wendy's and even as a kid my little heart was like crestfallen because I wanted to be celebrated I wanted my dad to be fully present and like celebrating and so I realized that that moment kind of hit me with this message of like when you have a really big life event that you're really proud of and you're really excited of he father figure may not be there. And so that example was a game changer for me because I was like, oh. And so anyway, the Lord started speaking to me about like, what kind of father would I be if I brought you this far and then I just left you there? Like, that's not how I operate. Like, I am there for every piece of every moment of your life. And I will be there when little Eli is on your chest, you know, breathing his first breath. Like, I will be present because I'm a good father like that. You know, our, our, our spiritual father is so different than our earthly father. And so for me, those the hard has been a, a new experience for me to figure out, like, where is God in this and what's the word? And so I said, what's the word? So I asked the Lord, I said, okay, well, then what's your word about labor for me? Like, what, what do I need to believe for? And he said, joy. It's like, it is going to be such a joyful birth. Like, little Eli is going to be a joy baby. And I believe that with all my heart. So for me, now I'm speaking like, this isn't some unknown painful experience for me. Oh no, this is a manifestation of the Lord and of joy. And Eli's gonna come with such joy and he's gonna bring joy. But I also tried to like, tailor my experience with this to my personality. I think sometimes people make these blanket like Christiany statements and you're like, what does that even mean? So for me, I know that I'm an optimistic, enthusiastic person and labor needs to be fun for me. So I'm setting up these things that I know will be fun and like little rewards. Like I heard a story about a friend who literally, like, put a Snickers bar on the wall of the hospital when she was laboring, like, as her reward. And she was going to eat it, but then her husband almost passed out because he got queasy, seeing blood, whatever. So then he had to eat it. And she's an angel that she didn't, like, you know, rip his arm off. But, you know, there are things that I have in place where I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to get pepperoni pizza, like, when labor's over. And I know that I'm going to put hot sauce on it, my favorite hot sauce that my dad bought me. And I'm going to, like, you know, have people praying and have a playlist that's fun for me and, like, and I even told my doula the today, I was like, my, I believe that my labor is going to be fun. And I know I might say that to someone and they might think I'm cuckoo, bananas, whatever, but I don't care because this is what I know to be true. And this is how I know I can tailor this for how I'm uniquely made so that it is fun and it is enjoyable and it's going to be a joyful experience, you know? So I don't know if that's helpful, but that's kind of ways that I'm dealing with it. Yeah. You know, that,
1: no, that story was beautiful. I love that. And I also think of like other people that I know, like, um, Noel, who's been on this podcast before, yeah. she, um, has had like a bunch of natural labors and yeah. like has done the whole, like in the bath whole thing. right? Yeah. And she goes in like every single time, like thinking like, no, this is going to be so fun. Yes. First off, like I get to meet my kid. Yes. Like right. second, like, why am I going to think it's, like ter- yeah. go in thinking it's terrible because right. I'm expecting it to be terrible. Right. Like how about I just think it's going to be amazing yeah. and God's going to continue to talk to me and encourage me and build me up. And like, yeah. she has like the best birth. Yes. Of course it hurts, but right. like, hello, like that's just life. But, like, that doesn't change, you know, the, like, Mm. expectation that, like, Mm. he can still totally make it fun and give you, like, the strength, the courage, all the things, you know? And
0: the way Uh, you walk into a situation mentally, like, does matter. And it really can, like, color the situation or even just change how you handle it and approach it. And, like, you just said, like, your gift is, like, optimism and joy. That's part of who you are. So why would you not walk into this big Exciting, like life changing moment with that joy. I love that. I think oh, people, I think you. we need to know that in like all situations that yeah. we're walking into. Well, like, and
2: like, what's the scripture like? Nothing's impossible with God. There's true that, nothing yeah. Nothing impossible. God can do anything. So if anybody tells you anything about your change or your promise and they're like, huh, that's crazy. Well, you know what? You're crazy because nothing's impossible with God. He can do anything. Yeah. Like, literally, the beauty of part of the beauty of relationship with God is in an instant everything can change and so like I just think that we have to cling to that when we're walking in change you have to know nothing's impossible with God and it's just beautiful and it's like something that is is an anchor for our faith
1: when you have a baby it's not just like you know everything falls into place and there's not like different stresses or different fears and like finances have to change and like your entire life has to change. Your self-centeredness has to change. Not to say that you're self-centered, but you know what I mean? We all 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 can do that. You know, like there's a switch that has to happen that suddenly like this human Mm -hmm. has to become like a bigger priority than like anything else, especially in those like first like, few months, years, yeah. it almost takes over everything. Um, how
2: is prepping for, like, those changes? Mm-hmm. Hashtag nighttime parenting. That's what they call it now. So just so you know, another hot pregnancy tip for you. If you have to stay up with your baby all night, they call it nighttime parenting. So it's, like, in a more positive, constructive way. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I read about it in my spirit-led parenting book. So, wow, that's a huge uh, thing. I think that, like... For example, Jake and I, I think we're really taking it day by day because, I'll give you an example, we um, are paying off our labor in October, so financially, but then we found out today we have to replace our roof of our house. So that's like double the cost of labor. And Jake and I were like, almost had to laugh. We're like, this is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I just think God's setting us up to be like, there are going to be so many moments in little muffy, smushy face Eli's life. That you're gonna go, like, how on earth are we gonna pay for this? And how on earth are we gonna parent this? Mm -hmm. And what the heck is he talking about? You know? Or or it could be, oh my word, he is such a prophetic gift, he is such an anointing for music. How on like he's so much better than we've ever been? Like, how do we parent that? Because Shake and I again, we don't know what we're doing. We've never had a child, we don't know what terms are. You know what I'm saying? I've never breastfed, I've never watched somebody breastfeed. I don't know how to do that, but you know what we're gonna learn. So I think that it's been sort of a day, like, like not getting too far ahead of it and just being like, okay, today we got this news that we need a new roof and we're paying off labor. Okay, Jesus has got the wheel. You know, he's going to take care of it. And I think, too, with the idea of, like, this is something that struck me the other day, like, with parenting, because I've never done it before, obviously. Like, I had this, like, <sighs> pregnancy is so crazy because you, like, have all these symptoms of, like, crazy things are happening in your body, But you also feel like you have this, like, wonderful secret. Like, there's this something wonderful inside of you that you're just like, oh, wow. And I was driving, and um, I was thinking about how I just feel so called to Eli. Like, I feel so called to be his mama, and I feel so called to serve him, and I feel so called to him as a human, which is weird to say because I've never met him. But I just had this, like, overarching feeling inside of me of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so called to him. Like... God could have chosen to give Eli to anyone, but he gave him to me. And same with Jake. Like, I feel so called to him as my husband. Like, he is my one, you know? Like, he's my forever. And so there's this beautiful also peace in all of it. It's like, oh, like, I feel so called to them and feel so just, I just choose to love them with my whole heart. There's such a peace that comes with that. So there's, like, shenanigans and craziness and out, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. But then there's this like crazy wonderful secret that you're holding and there's this piece inside of you that's like so beautiful. So I don't know if that even makes sense, but that's like how I'm feeling. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. You may think that you have this amazing job that will never change or you may think you are like killing it in this one area, but the truth is like, We are not ever in control and we won't ever be like God always is. And like, but that's so hard. Like I was even talking to my doula today. I was like, I said, you know, I think one of the most challenging things when I think about postpartum life, labor, whatever, is that I feel like none of this is in my control. But that's the point. Like the point is this faith and this trust in God that he's good, that he's our provider that he's got it. Mm-hmm. And I think parenting, just like any other change, is just another opportunity to like humble yourself and be like, okay, I'm skillet. You do not have this whole thing together. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, but God does. Yeah. And you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and he's faithful to speak to you. And that's something that we, you know, you hone in, in every situation. But like, I just think parenting's another chance to be like, okay, I don't follow a formula I don't follow this A, B, C, D plan. You know, I have this beautiful friend who's a parent. She's like, I could have saved myself two years of heartache if I had learned that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to me about my child. And then I don't have to follow what the book says to do. Like, I wish I had known that. And I think that's something that we all can learn and grow from and, I just have to trust it because I really don't have any other choice. Like that's what I'm counting on. And that's how he comes through.
0: What would you say to someone who is like hoping and praying for a change in their yeah. own life right now or someone who's like on the precipice of the change? Yeah. Like they've made the choice and the change yeah. is about to happen kind yeah, like, of like, how, what, yeah, you're, like yeah. what you're dealing with right now. So like, sure. what yeah. do you have any just encouragement or advice?
2: You know, my encouragement to somebody that's like, on the edge of a change, they're walking into a big life change like this, whether it's pregnancy, marriage, job change, you know, you're um, taking a big leap, you're taking a big risk financially, whatever that looks like for you, is just peace, like just peace be still, sister, like God is with you and he is for you and he is present in you and he will fight for you and he will never, ever leave your side. He is a God who is constant. He is a God who is faithful. He is a God that will hold you in your bed at night when you are terrified of what the future has for you. He is better than any outcome you could ever fathom. His presence is always the point. So just know that the King of glory, the Lord of lords, the wonderful counselor is with you and he will never leave you. And there's absolutely nothing better in life than that
0: if this conversation meant something to you you should join us on instagram we're continuing the conversation there at non-exclusive podcast and we'd love to hear from you also you can let us know by writing a review and leaving five stars on apple podcast and that is a great way to support the show But it also just means so much to us. We do read them. It's going to let Callie know how much we appreciate her sharing her story and being really real, which is amazing. Thank you, Callie, for being willing to do that and just your honesty. And then also, like, we screenshot them and send them to each other. And, like, they really do mean something to us. And sometimes we even share them on Instagram. So we'd love to just, you know, give you a shout out back. What I'm taking away from this episode is Callie's
1: amazing mindset. She talked so many times about going into this situation, going into the change with joy and enthusiasm and excitement. And that's going to set up how her pregnancy is and how the season of change is because she's setting the tone. She's creating that. And we all get to do that regardless of the season we're going into. If we can go in with joy and excitement, and see all that God's doing in the midst of it and see the promises that he's do- He's done, then that sets an amazing tone. And that's only going to allow joy and excitement and enthusiasms to come into that.
0: Yeah, your mindset matters. Even if you yeah. can't totally control the situation, it's going to color everything and give you a perspective that you might have missed out on if you're not intentionally choosing to see the joy. And then I'm walking away with the reminder that even though this is a good change that you might want, it still might be uncomfortable. So if you're feeling some trepidation, some unsureness, and you're just not totally feeling comfortable and confident like you thought, that's normal. And it doesn't mean it's bad because change is still hard sometimes, even when it's something that you wanted. But pushing through those uncomfortable moments and focusing on the positive change, like Callie's focusing on that she gets to meet her baby, like she gets to be a mom. And there's so much joy in that, like you said. So just acknowledging that that uncomfortableness is okay. and still just a part of change and it's going to be really good.
1: And throwing it all the way back to part one, it's a choice, your mindset. Like you can choose to stay in the fear. You can choose to bring joy into the situation. And that's the exciting part of change. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah 43, 19.